0: Welcome to Empath, conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Welcome to Empath, 10 tips on starting a membership my membership empress is only around a year and a half old it's still a baby really but I'm often asked so much about my membership and my members are always telling me how valuable and unique it is so I thought I would do a whole episode on it because I'm often asked about how to start when it comes to a membership or what do you need to think about when you're starting a membership or any tips for anyone considering their own so today I'm doing 10 tips on starting a membership. Very simple and very straightforward, but the things I think people should consider before they create a membership. These are things that I've had time to even think more about since I started mine. And I would highly recommend anyone from the outset start to be aware of whenever they're thinking of even the concept of their own. This is sort of early stage stuff, the roots of your membership. When you're really beginning your membership, but even if you're partway through your membership already, it's worth reassessing these things and looking at them. So, number one is to get clear on why. Why are you creating your membership in the first place? What are your objectives? What are you trying to achieve for your people? But also, what are you trying to achieve for yourself and your own success? Be honest with yourself, and this might be something to journal around. Why are you creating a membership? Is it because you think it will free you up in your life and give you more time to be with your children? Is it because you um, want to go and work abroad and you think you can just run your membership from there? Is it because you want to just kick back and relax and do less work? Um, Spoiler, that's not how it works. (laughs) Is it because you saw everybody else doing it and thought it would bring you loads of income? Just be really clear about why you're doing it because, you know, membership is for life, not just for Christmas. So it's worth really considering that up front. And what are you trying to achieve for your people? As part of this, what do you want your members to come out of it with? Do you want them to change something, create something, be inspired by something? Are you trying to change something on a bigger picture level? So for me, it's really important for me that I'm changing the marketing landscape Marketing gets a really bad rep and every week I'm having to deal with people telling me how much they hate marketing or they don't like the word marketing and they feel like it's icky or inauthentic. And let's be honest, a lot of marketing really is. So for me, I really want to change that narrative and show people that empathic entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, small businesses, authentic entrepreneurs can market their businesses from a place of authenticity and sincerity without having to sacrifice themselves and their integrity to get business. There's a way to market yourself with meaning and depth and emotion. And it really feels quite magical. And I want to open people up to that rather than have people hire me to do their marketing for them, which I also adore to do. I wanted to help small businesses do their own marketing, but from a place of roots, from a place of reality, from a place of tangibility and sustainability and authenticity and knowing who they are and so for me when I created Empress this was the message I wanted to give to step away from patriarchal marketing and move into a more matriarchal narrative a way of marketing that feels authentic that feels feminine and is not pushy it's not aggressive it's not the 80 star marketing we know it's marketing you know for a new paradigm and I think that's really really important Number two is to consider your members' needs. What do they want from you and what do they want to change? These are really important. So what are their different timescales? How are you going to accommodate them? These are all things I needed to think about. I've got members in multiple countries. I think I have something like 19 countries in my membership. And so for me, it was really important that I was trying to honour their times. Now, obviously, I can only do that within reason because I can't be awake every hour of the day don't get me wrong when I run contented I am awake as many hours in the day as possible to accommodate for these different countries I do one week of contented and let me tell you it's a long hard week in order to run that as empress I would never have been able to do it so I've tried to create a membership that supports different timescales by offering a choice of hours that run across uh, three or four periods so you're looking at a morning session um An afternoon, early afternoon session, or an evening session, like an 8pm session, because I knew that American people would be able to attend the 8pm one, Australian people could attend the 10am session, etc, etc. And I rotate them. And it's not ideal, because people can't always attend the sessions they want, but I try and make sure the sessions are available on playback, that there's accessibility in there, etc, etc., but it's something I needed to know up front. I knew my customer base was worldwide. So I suspected Empress membership would also be worldwide. And it's how I work with that and how I accommodate that and how I honour them as much as honour myself. Because, for instance, I don't work on Thursday. I don't do sessions on a Thursday. I do work on a Thursday, but I work for me on a Thursday doing things like this podcast. And so for me, it was really important that I keep my Thursdays my sacred space. So I had to do that while also meeting them where they are and setting the expectation. So they knew I would not be available on a Thursday, that I would not be in the membership on those days. They won't ever, I say not ever, but I think we have done it occasionally depending on things, but they're very rarely going to find me in Empress doing a session on a Thursday. And then also looking at what your members need. What do they want from you? What's the ideal for them? And a lot of this is about, you know, speaking to them and finding out, you know, what they actually want from you what do they ask your members go and do research go and chat to the people that are going to be your members so for example I had a close-knit uh coterie of customers that I knew would be my first members and so for me it was getting to know them and I mean know them not just ask them questions because there's always going to be an element of people tell you what you want to hear or people tell you what they think you want to hear you know people have got their own sort of complex makeup so for me it's about knowing them knowing their issues watching them understanding where their weaknesses are, what they're looking for, why their marketing's failing in a lot of places and what they're doing wrong. And after many, many years of working with certain clients, I could see quite easily the same pitfalls they were falling down. So I knew that Empress needed to exist to fill those pit pit, pit holes, potholes, pitfalls. Oh my goodness, it's Mercury retrograde when I'm recording this, but you know what I'm saying. I needed to fill those potential holes that they had issues with so that I could give them clear cut authentic solutions to the issues that they're having number three make it something you love and care about that you can talk about until the cows come home i cannot stress this enough please don't start a membership that you don't love because this will be your life this is basically another child or a child if you don't have a child this is like i literally consider my two daughters an empress because empress takes up a lot of my time takes up a lot of my thinking and it's so important and integral to everything that i do I've been talking about Empress for 18 months. I live and breathe Empress. I am live in Empress every single week of the year, pretty much. I think I've had like two weeks off in the whole year. And I don't feel like it's work because I love it. Now, it is work and I do still need a break from it. But it's really important that you love what you do, that you care about it and you can talk about it. Can you talk about this topic? For me, I can talk and talk about this as long as you can listen. I can talk about authentic marketing, mindful marketing, meaningful marketing, soulful marketing matriarchal marketing. I can talk about it over and over because it's something I have lived, practiced and preached for 20 years and I generally care about. You know, I genuinely want to make a difference in this industry for you, for me and for the world at large to change that narrative. So if it's something that you think, oh, I want to start a membership, what could I do a membership on? Oh, I could do it on this topic. I could do it on that topic. Please, please choose a topic that you can talk about in a year's time, in two years time, in five years time. In fact, choose a topic that you've got a history of if you can. Number four, don't feel you have to follow the same format as everybody else and make it the same as everybody else. And that's really important because I find in memberships, people follow a set thing. There's always a set path inside the membership and there's a set um, way of doing things and people tend to just take the same cookie cutter membership and clone it and I believe that your membership path is personal your membership experience is personal you don't need to have thing in the membership just because everybody has that thing you don't need to have xyz a to b blocks on how to get to let's say it's a cooking membership you don't need to have an experience in the membership that takes you from can't cook to master chef you don't need to do that just because that's what other memberships are doing think outside the box and think outside what you're being shown in other memberships because it's so important to be true to you and to I, I cover this in another point as well but to not follow that format and to look at a format that works for you and a structure that works for you number five is care more about how it feels rather than how it looks This is ironic for me on a marketing podcast, but don't think so much about how you sound on the sales page and how your photo shoot looks and what your social media post sounds like when you're launching it. I'm not saying these aren't important because they absolutely are, but people tend to spend 80% of the time focusing on how they sound and how they sell and 20% of the time on the experience. And I would absolutely flip that and spend 80% of your time on that experience on the inside. In fact, I would go as far as to say, don't even bother marketing it. That's radical, I know, but I would spend your time getting that, getting that experience really tight and really strong and powerful and just market it to just your mailing list and beta test it, try it, experience it, tweak it because those early stages in the membership are when you're most likely to see what the membership's going to be. You don't truly really know what the membership's going to be. I really believe that. When I created Empress, I feel like I co-created it with the muse, with the universe, I put my ideas out there, but I waited to see what happened. I tweaked things. I changed things. I listened to what my market wanted. I listened to what the muse told me. I watched my instinct and I looked at what worked and what didn't, and I tweaked it accordingly. I did market my membership, but I didn't do a major marketing campaign on it. And actually I never have. And I like it that way so far because I want to keep it manageable. Empress is a sanctuary and it was never to me about numbers. It was always about names. And what I pride myself on in my membership is that I know my members. I generally genuinely care and get to know my members and help them personally. And that's what I love. I'm not saying that it won't grow. I'm not saying there's not a growth plan in place. But for me, the growth plan was never in the first two years. There was always a plan to create it on a sort of cottage feel so that I got to know them so that I could grow it rurally and naturally and not go in with all these big marketing campaigns because that's just not how I work and that's not how my customers respond because... My customers are probably you guys and they're sensitive, creative, empathic, entrepreneurial and they don't respond to these big, garish marketing campaigns. So I would say work on your experience and get that right. I would rather see you work on your experience for a whole year and get it perfect. Um, And I hesitate to use the word perfect, but get it on point, get it where it needs to be than to talk about it and share it with the world and it not be at the stage where it should be that feels right for you, that is on a soul level. Number six is to decide on your format. Are you going to be doing live sessions? Are you doing pre-recorded content? Are you going to have guest speakers, etc, etc? Work out what you're going to be doing and when. So for me, I do different sessions. They're weekly. They are live sessions. I also have pre-recorded quarterly content. I have a pre-recorded signature course within the membership. And then I also do have the odd guest session, but I don't really make a thing of it because it's not a focus for me. It's a bonus thing I do on five-week months. Every other five-week month, I might have someone, but it's not a key focus. Whereas a lot of memberships I know bring in a guest each month or a guest each quarter, and that's a real big feature of theirs. Start thinking up front. How's your format going to look? How's it going to feel? How much do they need to show up for it? How much do you need to show up for it? Which brings me to point number seven. Make sure it's sustainable. Can you keep it up? That is the question. Can you keep it up? I see so many memberships going really heavy, going really hard, trying to give it all up front. And I think that it needs to be, you can't burn out. Memberships are, they can really make you burn out because it's all exciting creating a membership and it's all exciting going out and get members. And I've heard some interesting advice from, you know, other people in the industry are sort of saying, sell it before you make it, sell your membership places and then make it later, you know hats off to people that do that. That's not how I would do it. That is like, I get it. I get it because you're making sure you've got a viable audience before you invest your time. But um, I just don't believe in that. I think create it first, work on it, refine it, you know, and then go out and find your people. Don't ask people if they want to buy it and then if they like it, sell it to them and make it up as you go along. It needs to be you know, it needs to be sustainable. It needs to be something you can commit to. Can you show up to this every week? And maybe you can't and that's okay. Maybe it's just pre-recorded content or maybe they have no access to you or maybe it's a community group and they feed off each other rather than your energy. But just think about your energy levels. How are you going to show up to this every day for a year, for two years, for three years, for five years, for 10 years? How are you going to do that? Because I believe burnout is one of the things that breaks memberships down. Make sure it's sustainable and make sure you can keep it up. Number eight, speaking of keeping it up, less is more. And you can actually give more value by focusing on and streamlining what you offer. The number one reason that people cancel their memberships is because of overwhelm. That's the number one reason that people will leave your community. Just because you could give more, it doesn't mean you should. And quite often, less really is more. Can you give less but give better? I would rather have one bit of content from you a quarter that is amazing than a piece every month I can't keep up with that's average, that's a two-page printable, that got no real substance or soul behind it because you're tired, you're trying to work ahead of yourself and you think you've got to keep throwing things at your members. Trust me, your members would rather have good content than quick content. Number nine, keep it authentic. I cannot tell you how many cookie-cutter memberships I see. I see so many people ripping each other off in the membership world and not realising that it's completely transparent. Sometimes I don't think people even know they're doing it. They're just, in inverted commas, influenced by other people. But ceremony memberships sound the same look the same feel the same but they feel like a watered down version of the original because you you know you can't be the leader by following the leader I truly believe that be your own leader in your own field know what makes you different look at what makes you unique don't look at your competitors don't look at your peers don't look at someone you admire and think it's all right to rip them off because they're in a different industry to you It's not okay, and you know deep down in your heart if you're doing that, if you're taking from someone else, or if you're staying true to you. If you really want to succeed in your membership, it has to be authentic. It has to be original. It has to be yours. It's the only way to succeed. Once you start trying to take on someone else's voice, take on someone else's persona, take on someone else's platforms and content and ideas and formats and style, you're weakening weakening yourself. All you're doing is... Stepping away and away from your own unique essence that makes you incredible. When you step into who you are, that's when you're at your most powerful. Take a moment to sit with yourself and journal about this and make sure you know what makes you you because you are amazing. Your membership has the ability to be amazing and to speak to your people. Don't try and take from somebody else's ideas. Don't try and tap into their audience. Trust yourself and find your own. Honestly, it'd be one of the best things that you do. And number 10. Last of all, which is related to number nine, is don't forget your magic. Find your magic and work your membership around it. You know, my magic is that I can spark. I can spark life with anyone. You could put me on a train, on a plane, maybe not a plane because I'm quite anxious on a plane. You could put me you know, in the street, in the sea, anywhere, and I can see someone and know very little about their business, and I can come up with ideas on the spot. It's something I've always been able to do. It's my magic. My magic is that I can go to a complete stranger, and I can turn their content, their concepts, their ideas on their head, and create on demand, on the spot, with no warning. I know this. I know this is something that has always been mesmerizing to my customers in the marketing world. So I've worked it into my membership and those Spark sessions, they've actually called Spark sessions in Empress, are a massive part of what I do. I go in there and create ideas on demand. I create content ideas on demand. I do it in minutes for people because I know you won't get that in another membership because it's unique to me and it's my magic. So what is your magic? What can you do? What can your membership have a component of that comes from you and comes from your core? What do you do better than everybody else? What do you do in a way that nobody else can imitate or emulate? Who are you? What does, you know, maybe you're really good at research and writing research papers. How can you weave that into your membership? Maybe you're really good at um, practical tips on something. Maybe you're really good at video content. Maybe you're really good at interviewing people and making them come out of their shell. What are you good at? Bring it into your membership and make it unique to you because your magic will be what keeps your membership going. I know that there are loads of marketing memberships out there that you can find tomorrow, but you won't find one that can spark in the way that I can spark. But likewise, those memberships will offer something I will never be able to offer if they tap into their magic. And that magic will speak to their people, just like my magic speaks to mine. Guys, I really hope this has helped you a little bit. Think about your membership if you're offering a membership, or maybe if it's in the pipeline in the future for you, we always finish with an intention. And I invite you today to think about whether or not a membership is for you and to maybe journal around it and ask yourself, if I did a membership, how would it look? How would it feel? And what would it mean to me and my audience? What would it mean for my people? And what would it mean for me? And I want to be clear, a membership isn't for everyone. A lot of people that ask me about memberships don't actually realise the reality of it. Like I said, a membership is for life, not for Christmas. But if you have it in you to create a membership, it might just be the best present of all because it gives and it gives. My membership has changed my life and to get the feedback I get and see what's happening to my members. And don't get me wrong, I'm not in it for big, crazy results. I'm not looking to transform their social media overnight and things. I'm looking for those little shifts, witnessing it, And I get to witness it every week in my members to see their mindsets changing, to see their content changing, to see their ideas evolving. It's priceless to me. And I will honestly say that Empress is one of the best things I ever did in my business. I've learned loads from it. I might be the host and I might be at the heart of it, but oh my goodness, it's enriched my life in ways that you cannot even imagine. I am a massive advocate of creating a membership. It's not for everyone, but if it's for you, I highly recommend it. It might just change your life. Remember, guys. Whatever you do, all you've got to be is true. Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, head to my website, jesscollins.co.uk, and check out my membership community, Empress, where you will find a community of heart centered creatives. The Empress Practice, my signature seven chapters of soulful marketing, and weekly live sessions, from soul goal setting to journaling and personal access to me. The doors are currently open. Be sure to message me on Instagram at the Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. Take care, and I'll be back next week.